Hello and welcome to the Undroppables Playbook, a football podcast. With your hosts, Ashley and Michael, please sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Undroppables Playbook, a football podcast presented by the Undroppables and sponsored by Analyst Depot. I am your host, Ashley. This is my co-host, Michael Duncan. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good. Good. As our ticker would suggest, you have something to be... Well, we'll jump right to it since it's on the ticker. Um, we're, we'll go over news first. So this was a news, but tell us about what is showing up on our news ticker. Kelly Green is back. Uh, I did not realize that it would play over the intro video, but it was, and that's fine. I didn't see it on mine. Oh. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. I don't think you were paying attention. Maybe not. Uh, But yes, uh, it was announced last year when uh, the Eagles got the NFL to agree to allow alternate helmet colors, Mm -hmm. uh, one alternate set of helmets. Uh, It was announced that in a year, the Eagles would be bringing back the Kelly Green alternate jerseys, their throwbacks, uh, that a lot of fans love a lot. And uh, Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Eagles, made it official uh, this past couple of days at the NFL League meeting. So, yes, it is. I remember I made this ticker like a year ago when they first announced it. So I decided to make another one this year. You did. You did. Now that it's official. Your favorite piece of news so far. Um, I I can't wait. I the (laughs) mock-ups I see every day are just like, I just can't wait. It's going to be disappointing for some somehow. Yeah. Like, I I feel like you to bringing back something that iconic like you just have to go with like the vintage look and keep it simple vintage like almost exactly the same as it used to be but they're not going to do that that what's a, what's really a shame no i think i think they will i think jeffrey larry gets it i just think that people are going to be disappointed for some reason because that's what we do um what's really a shame is my favorite kelly green jerseys are actually more from like the era before the era that people want to bring back. I like the ones they have like gray stripes on the sleeve. Okay. Those are my personal favorite. Um, I They're not going to be the ones they bring back, but those are the Probably ones not. I really like. So Probably not. anyway, on today's docket news, we already jumped there a little bit and um, the league meeting was this week. So that's going to be a majority of this show is talking about what happened at the league meeting. And then we have some fun thoughts on, on rules that we think the league meeting should have discussed, but let's start with news um, this week. Bigger news, Calais Campbell, the former Ravens defensive end, signed a one-year deal with the Falcons. Um, And crazy story, uh, Foster Moreau, who was a tight end for the uh, Raiders, who is now a free agent, was going on free agent visits. And while doing his physical with the Saints, he was diagnosed with Hodgkin lymphoma. There's a quote in here about kind of how it happened from him. Uh, The quote says, it's like a normal family doctor type of checkup the doctor puts his hands on me and the first thing he touches i swear to you he touches my left lymph node system right here up in my collarbone and it's shocking to him how swollen this thing is he's like we need to check this thing out it's about the size of a golf ball so then after that they they did a cat scan did a little biopsy and confirmed he has hodgkin lymphoma so he's going to be going on his journey to try and heal and get better and cure his cancer um, and will not be playing in the nfl this season did you know that this is actually the second time the saints have uh uncovered cancer for a player that they were recently signing or trading for the first one being a longtime eagles nfl long snapper and uh america's got talent magician john Dorenboss, who named his dog saint had a magician you've never what no you missed that entire thing 
Yeah, I must have missed that season. He was like, he was on Ellen. He was on America's Got Talent like multiple yeah. times. Like he was. Like, the thing is, like, up. I love America's Got Talent. Like, I I used to go to America's Got Talent live shows, and I just didn't I know auditioned that. for America's Got Talent. I know you did. We've talked about this, but not yeah. live. But we talked about this. We've before. thought about doing it again recently. We had talks. You should bring it back. No, we shouldn't. I love um, America's Got Talent. Unless we purpose, we we did. Uh, we decided if we were to do it again, we'd have to be purposely bad enough to make it on TV. Yes, onto the uh, show. We can't just be bad because that's what yeah. we were the first time and we just don't yeah. matter so i think the key to it is you're gonna have to give like a really sad backstory and then they, oh. they like the stories and then go on stage and be bad so like they'll then you get two sides of the well one of us had cancer was yeah, it then, this one it, right i so i don't know if it was hodgkin's lymphoma or non-hodgkin's lymphoma mm-hmm. i constantly forget but he had one of nice them. good friend well i hey he's good He's cured. This was like a bunch of years ago. I didn't even know there were two different ones. Yeah, I don't really get it, but uh, I'm not an expert on cancer. Uh, remind me to send you John Dornboss on AGT Please because do. I seriously don't understand how you missed that. It was yeah. everywhere on social media all the time. Yeah, I don't so. remember that. Well, it definitely will have to look into that. Um, but mentioning the Saints, uh, Saints head coach came out and said, Michael Thomas is still not 100% after everything thing he does and did and was hurt and finally got it fixed and whatever the heck whatever michael thomas is not 100 percent. they're hoping he'll be ready by the start of the season and i just want to put in perspective i don't think michael thomas has been 100 percent for like years but he's still yeah. not he, he's, so he hasn't he been. had that surgery on his foot toe something like that it's hard to keep up with him so he had a foot injury of some sort and decided not to play and not let like the saints doctors treat him and then at the end of the season decided to go do the surgery hoping he'd be back and then he signed a one-year deal with the saints and now he's back and not 100 percent. so that's michael thomas um lamar jackson the big the big 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 news i'm gonna pull up the twitter thread why don't you give us a little bit of a rundown and i'll read what lamar jackson had to say for himself yeah so the next step in the uh, Lamar Jackson uh, news cycle has been that he came forward with a, uh, a letter, I, if you want to call it that. It was just a tweet thread uh, to his fans uh, that he had requested a trade from the Ravens earlier this offseason. I believe it was like March 3rd or something, mm-hmm. early March. Um, and the Ravens did not want to do that. And since then, he has gotten no offers from any team uh, in terms of, you know, like the the non-exclusive uh, free agent franchise tag thing that he is. Uh, so, yeah. Did you, uh, do you have that pulled up? I do. So it, it is one, two, three, three main tweets. I can go over most of the points. He starts it by addressing it to a letter to all of his fans. Uh, thanking them for the love and support they show him all the time. He says, you're amazing. I love you all. I want you to know not everything you believe, every, not don't believe everything you read about me. Let me personally answer your questions in regards to my future plans. As of March 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens organization for which the Ravens has not been interested in meeting my value. Any and everyone that's met me or been around me know I love the game of football and my dream is to help the t- A team win the Super Bowl. You're all great, but I had to make a business decision that was best for my family and I. No matter how far I go or where my career takes me, I'll continue to be close to my fans of Baltimore, Flock Nation, and the entire state of Maryland. You will see me again. And there is a fourth tweet in which he says, let's stay connected. Subscribe to my fan page. 
and it's a link. Yeah, it was very bizarre. It came uh, brilliantly right as coach John Harbaugh was starting his interview at the NFL league meeting. Um, So that was funny. Uh, He kind of reacted live to that. Um, But yeah, just, I don't know what's going on anymore. I, I still stand firm that I don't see a way he gets traded um, because it's, I just, I don't think that the Ravens would do that. Like I, I don't see a world where they do that. But at this point, I I truly don't know what's to come next because this is truly, I think, unlike anything we've really seen before. Yeah. Like I said, there was Kirk Cousins uh, in the past. There, there's been a few others that have been on this type of franchise tag, but none of this caliber and none of this level of um, discourse. With yeah. The team. And this publicly, like yeah. he loves to go to Twitter and talk about it and it's not, I don't want to say transparent because it hasn't been transparent, but it's public. So we don't really know any information, but Lamar Jackson is giving us some details. Um, and head coaches and owners are staying true to saying they're not pursuing him. The worst of which was Arthur Blank from the Falcons, uh, who decided to bring Deshaun Watson into the conversation and talk about how it's different situations and how Lamar Jackson has missed so much time, um, which he backed himself into a corner because then people were like, you're talking about Deshaun Watson who like opted out a season and then missed time because he sexually assaulted multiple women. So it's weird. These coaches are backing themselves into a lot of corners and saying things they shouldn't just to deny Lamar Jackson. Um, everyone's involved in the conversation. Um, Deion Sanders had said, basically, keep your business private. He, like, put out a message to him and was like, dude, like, stop doing this publicly. Keep your, keep it all private. Like, don't talk to the people who are just trying to, like, bait you into it. Um, so every big name is involved in this conversation very publicly, and it's very, very odd. Yeah, I mean, I will say that, like, at least Dion was very... Yeah, it's he was like he was supportive. on Lamar's side. Yep. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if anything more like it's the ultimate question of and this kind of this I'm going to use this as a kind of way to get into some of the free agency stuff that we missed. But mm-hmm. one of the biggest probably the biggest free agent that was still in the market when we were doing our last podcast was Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Mm-hmm. Now, if you missed it, there was a very public um, outcry. I, I don't know if that's the right wording when he signed with the lions for a one year, $6.5 million deal with incentives up to $8 million, uh, up to $8 million. The incentives on that contract are whack. Mm-hmm. Like there is no chance he gets that incentive. If the lions are not in the top half of the league in total defense. Uh, and then on top of that, he also has to, you know, accomplish certain individual things. So the reason this discourse was so public and there was such an outcry against it was because the agents tweeted the agency, the agents, not CJGJ, the agents mm-hmm. tweeted basically, you know, hey, would you rather have a one year, eight million dollar deal or a three year deal that is front lo- or backloaded with 17 million dollars in the third year? Just no one asked them to do that. No yeah. one asked them a question. And all it did was make them look horrible yeah. because the fact the reality of the situation from all the reporting we've gotten um, is, and I promise I will bring this back to Lamar. The, the, 
the reporting has said that the Eagles made an initial offer of around $12 million a year to CJGJ when free agency started. He said, no, I'm worth more. Whatever. Agents said it. I don't know who said it. Mm-hmm. Fine. Go see if you can get Jesse Bates $16 million a year money. That's fine. And the Eagles tried to stay in contact with him. It didn't, you know, he didn't like being lowballed or so he thought. And the Eagles were like, fine. So we're going to bring back James Bradbury because he's still around. We got him on a bargain. We're going to restructure Darius Slay. We're redoing our secondary. We're spending money elsewhere. And then about a week later, CJ GJ comes back. He said, hey, I want that first offer. Again, sorry. CJ GJ slash the agents. We want that first offer. Mm-hmm. The Eagles were like, we don't have that money anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have that money anymore. Maybe we can give you something, uh, but we had to move on because you were in your own little world thinking you were going to get Jesse Bates money and that wasn't going to happen. And then he settles for a one year 6.5 million, which is not 8 million, by the way. Um, And also no contract in NFL history. I'm fairly sure has ever been a three year deal with $17 million in the third year. And there was a very, very smart man whose name I'm forgetting um that tweeted underneath that underneath uh someone's report of it uh about what he thinks the structure of the um french uh of the deal given offered by the eagles probably was and that would be 17 million of the cap hit being in the third year with the other two oh. years being like three and a half million so the they cap- just misread it and went on well, Twitter I, with it i don't think that they misread it they have to understand it or else they're absolute morons yeah but they're just like they're just making fools of themselves because like any NFL fan that sees that is like that's not a real thing. Yeah, I, you can't. You you, just, you don't do that. You, you don't pay a guy seven million for two years with seventeen million in the third year. You would never yeah. sign that because your you, your guy is never seeing that. Your guy is never yeah. seeing that third year. They either cut him or restructure him before that. Just not happening. Um, so the agents made absolute fools of themselves and they also cost their dude CJGJ a lot of money because I don't see a world where CJGJ makes more money next offseason, significantly more money than he does this season. He's yep. going to be on a worse defense. He's probably just statistically, you know, probability he's not going to lead the NFL in interceptions like he did this past year. Yep. Uh, he missed five games. He still led the NFL in interceptions and he didn't. Statistically, he's probably not going to go to the Super Bowl. One team in the NFC is going to go, and it's probably not going to be the Lions. Regardless of how much I might like them, they're probably not going to the Super Bowl. I don't see a world where his value gets better and his agents completely screwed him. So bringing it back to Lamar, that brought a microscope on that situation because people are like now using this as the opposite argument of, well, this is why Lamar doesn't have an agent. It's like, okay, well, yeah, there's good, there's bad. Um, on both sides, there are good agents, there are bad agents. Uh, the fact of the matter is a safety that got traded away for a fifth or sixth round pick by the team that drafted him and didn't want to pay him. And then he's getting this deal is not the same as an all an MVP level franchise quarterback. Um, and Lamar is probably doing himself a disservice by not having someone in his ear that can help him through this process. That being said, some agents suck. Yeah. I mean, similar thing happened with Saquon, I mean, he there all reports came out that they were uh, the Giants were willing to offer him a decent amount of money. And I, all of your feelings on paying running backs and, and Saquon and the Giants aside, they put an offer on the table that was fairly decent. But Saquon was basically requesting a deal that was going to reset the running back market. 
and his agents kept pushing that and not backing down and instead he ends up with way less money and less job security on the franchise tag so agents can work in your favor and they can't but like i don't see a way that it's worse than this like i i don't uh, even a bad agent i think at this point would be better than this yeah, maybe not the guy that lives in Florida who is apparently not trying to negotiate for that. Lamar Jackson. Very odd. I yeah didn't I I kind of missed that happening on Twitter, so yeah. I came on very confused. But uh, yeah, Person's apparently his name's Ken something. Yeah, uh, if you look on uh, Jackson's, Jackson's Twitter, yeah, yeah I am on. Ken something. Ken something. Either way, he's a random man who is not an agent. So the league sent out an address to all thirty-two teams and said, and if Francis. If Ken Francis tries to reach out to you and says he's Lamar Jackson's agent, do not do business with him. He is not an agent. He does not work for Lamar Jackson. How? How? Do you think he like actually reached out to anyone, or he's just pretending? Oh, and, I, I mean, like, I think in order for a memo like that to be sent out, I feel like he had to have gotten in contact with someone. I hope he did. I think that's incredible. That's what I'm saying. Good for like, Ken Francis. How do you even make those inroads? That's crazy. What a name too. That's Ken Francis. Uh, very memeable name for you. Um. Yeah. Either way, do you want to talk real quick about free agency stuff before I get into our last news bit, and we'll talk about the league meeting? Uh, what else was there for free agency? I don't know. You said you wanted to talk about free agency a little bit. Uh, CJJJ oh, was kind okay. of the big one. I think there's been a couple other ones. Oh, there's... Bobby Wagner went back. Yeah, he went back to the, to Seahawks. the Seahawks. Um. Yeah, but CJJJ was the big one because of the storyline behind it. Yes. Okay. All right. So then, last piece of news: the Commanders sale. Um, it's an apparent $6 billion price tag right now, which would top the biggest sale of an NFL franchise, which happened last off season with the Broncos, which was right around four and a half. I think I have that number a little bit wrong, but in the upwards of four and a half, um, it all happened. A lot of this has been coming together during the league meeting. Apparently there's like four bidders, one of which is a mystery bidder, um, a $6 billion deal has been placed on the table and seems to be it's the me. one that's going, I figured. It's going to happen. Um, either way, people, owners, coaches were urged not to talk about the Dan Snyder situation while at the league meeting and try to keep him kind of out of the conversation so that he can just quietly move on and they can get the sale done um, because they don't think they want to really talk about Dan Snyder and all of the disastrous things he did. Um, I was reading something on CBS and apparently... Arthur Blank told a small group of reporters that he believed Snyder moved to London. He reported that his wife, him and his wife, Tanya, changed their legal residence. His son, Jerry, who was on App State football, he's no longer on the roster. And his school spokesperson says he's not enrolled at the university anymore. They put up some of their houses for sale. He cleared out all of his ownership offices. So it seems like they were just like, get as far away from here as possible, please. And now they're selling the franchise for $6 billion. And a lot of what that price tag factors in, it seems, is location. That oh, DC yeah. is in the top like five media markets in the country. So when you're looking at comparison between the Broncos and the Commanders, you have to factor in how many eyes are on your franchise because at the end of the day, it's a product, it's a business. And if you're in one of the top five media markets in the country, that's a lot more eyes that you're paying for. Yeah, I mean... the. Regardless of how garbage they've been for like a long time, they're almost always ranked in the mm -hmm. top 10 of the highest valued NFL franchises by like multiple things. 
uh, multiple publications and all that. I'm looking for the Forbes one that they put out every year. Yeah, it has them at third as of a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Um, actually, it was a decent amount of years ago. Uh, I wonder how that changed with the name change. I I mean, probably not a lot. It's still in D.C. It still has a rich history of like not being crap when mm-hmm. that period of time was happening yeah. when they, they weren't crap. Um, but yeah, I, they've definitely gone down a little bit, but they're still in the top half. And I think they're still definitely worth more than the Denver Broncos. I so. just hope that they're willing to take a nice big truck and run through the stadium and knock it all down and rebuild it. They should have. So that- they should probably have Jalen Hurts drive the truck. Okay. He literally was he assaulted. Literally, the by building tried to kill him. Yeah. yeah, and there's like poop rivers in the stadium. Like, and by the way, sewage leaking. I just want to say this. I want to get this out there. If Josh Harris, owner of the Philadelphia 76ers, buys that goddamn forsaken team, I want him out of Philly, and I want him tried for his crimes at the Rocky statue. I'm yes. not going to make any threatening remarks, but I want him tried. Tried. Just tried. There's no threats there. It's just judge, that you want a fair, free and fair trial. I am not them, but uh, he deserves a trial because yes. honestly, screw you, dude. No, no. I want, no, you have to sell he, the Sixers. You have to sell the Sixers. I hate, I already hate you. He's you need to- making his bid with a man named Steve Asto Olopolo. Alapolis. I don't know. It sounds like a Greek last name. I know I'm mispronouncing that. He's a Canadian billionaire. Um, Great. He's the son of late. Oh, I was right. Greek Canadian businessman Andreas. He was born in Toronto. They're paired in making that six. I know it's been reported that they are the six point six or something billion dollar offer. They're the top offer. Um, He's been he's been trying to buy. I he already owns. I want to say the New Jersey Devils. I believe. Uh, and he tried to buy the Broncos, um, and I th- I want to say he there was a period of, uh, I forget the Panthers maybe he maybe might have tried tried to buy but yeah I hate him anyway the guy who owns the Houston Rockets is also trying to buy uh, Tillman Fertitta he's trying to buy it he's an American billionaire oh he's from Maryland Josh Harris is also by the way I didn't realize oh, that interesting but I still All didn't right. just leave 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 Philly <laughs> fucking stay there God damn anyway. It. The main the main piece of news and drama and everything from this past week has been the NFL League meeting. It was March 26th. Today, the 29th was the final day of the league meeting. It included teams, owners, general managers, head coaches, all of their family. They all assembled in the Arizona Biltmore at Phoenix, Arizona, and spent their week there with media answering questions But the big thing is any rule changes and proposals. So this is where a lot of teams come to the table with their ideas for the future. Um, In order for any rule change to be permitted at the league meeting, they must receive at least 24 votes from the NFL owners to be adopted. Um, So we can talk about some of the ones. Why don't we go through proposed, approved, and denied? There's really only one that I could talk about for denied. But for proposed, these are ones that weren't officially... um, like stamped, approved, and in the season yet. Most of these ones will be brought, they're not fully denied either, so they will be brought back at the owners meeting in May, which is another meeting similar to this with just the owners. And they'll talk more about these rules, sometimes define define what they're trying to do a little bit more, get some more data on it, and then decide. But these are our proposed ones. 
Um, most of these I have written down in the language that they were written, like the proposals were written. So we can talk about them afterwards. Philly proposed that they should permit a team to maintain possession of the ball after a score by substituting one offensive play, fourth and 20 from the kicking team's 20-yard line for an on onside kickoff attempt. Basically, similar to the XFL. Um, they could attempt a fourth and 20 to retain possession after their score. They could not come to a resolution on this and required further discussion. This is the one that seems like it was fairly split, that they couldn't get a majority on it. Um, but it seems like we talked about this. We'll talk about it later. NFL rules we want to see. A lot of people want to see that XFL rule come to the NFL. This has been proposed for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. I think it's I think it's been Philadelphia the whole time. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, there was like a report that like some of the owners were just pissed off and they didn't vote for it because it gave Patrick Mahomes specifically an unfair advantage, <laughs> which I just think is hysterical because it's yeah. like just get a better offense, dude. Like I, if you suck, you suck. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes probably doesn't need to do an onside kick that often. Yep. So. Um, the one that we have denied was this proposal by the Los Angeles Rams to make fouls for roughing the passer called on the field subject to replay assist and or review by a coach's challenge. Obviously, it just makes roughing the passer reviewable. If they call it, they can go back to replay, see it, and uncall that penalty or a coach can throw a challenge flag and say, hey, that was my guy who just got roughed over there. Throw a flag. And then, anyway, the league denied this one. I know that Mike Vrabel was big on this one. He's on the committee, some sort of committee for something. Competition um, committee? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's that's the one he's on. So he did, like, a lot of media, and this was one he focused in on and said he did not like this one. I don't know. I'm looking at the competition committee now. I understand not wanting it to be reviewable, but I also understand it from like a health and safety point of view, like that it kind of forces refs to be a little bit better, but I can see how it it's going to create one of those moments, one of those Super Bowl moments where it's like game on the line, future on the line, and they're going to throw a, cho a coach's challenge or make a reviewable and call You can't back do it in the last two minutes of the game. I know, but you know what I mean? Like one of those moments that's like changes a season. So I could understand where they're coming from. I'm kind of torn on this one myself. I mean, I I think it's one of those things where we shouldn't be torn about it. But the reason we're torn about it is because we don't trust the NFL to even yeah. get it right after the review and or make it a quick process. Mm -hmm. If we could trust the NFL to just make it a okay this should like what it should be used for is a scenario like we saw a couple times this year where it was a very very painfully obvious either non-call or call that should yep. be reversed on a single replay yeah and in that moment someone somewhere should be able to be like hey you guys screwed up yep. fix it but we don't trust the nfl to do that yeah and that's the issue yeah. Um, and that I know is what Mike Rabel was talking about. Now that yeah. you say that, I remember it. It's that basically that this one opened the door for reviewing all flags. And he says, yeah. listen, well, we as the like NFL the tried that before. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we we're not doing this like we can't do this anymore. I'm not I'm not we're not. It's going to be too long of a game. It's going to be too much back and forth, like ridiculousness that we can't do this. I, I I think it's a sad excuse. I think it's I think it's yeah. pathetic. It's just just 
we won't have this issue if you just fix the root of the issue. Like, I think it's a good proposal in the way that it's trying to solve an issue. But the correct way to solve the issue is not a rule. It's fix the refing. Fix it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's that it's that simple. I get it's hard, but hey, still the only one of the four major sports that doesn't have full time referees. Yeah. Yep. Also, so. that's why they um, so they approve rules now and they will start training referees on these rules now. Yeah. Um, and but any rules have to be made by May so that they have ample time to prepare for these to institute the rules in preseason, but to be fully ready to roll them out by the time the season starts. Yeah, that's why May is like the final deadline for approving these. Um, we have two that were proposed by the competition committee. The first one is to equalize the yard line where kickoffs and touchbacks, which were previously at the 25 yard line and punts, which were previously at the 20 yard line. The reasoning is for competitive equity, consistency, and player safety. Um, yeah, that one's a little confusing. It's I, just a regular roll. Um, but their next one was proposal to give the receiving team the ball at their 25-yard line. If there's a fair catch on a free kick, kickoff, and safety kick between uh, behind the receiving team's 25-yard line. It's the same as college rules and was instituted in college for player safety. That one's fine. I don't mind it. Yeah. It I mean, again, it's it's it happens so rarely that it's kind of just whatever. Yep. And Detroit proposed bringing back the th third QB rule. That is a rule the league had from 1991 to 2010 that allowed the use of a third quarterback in addition to the starter and the backup. The rule was they let go of the rule in the 2011 season when the NFL increased the roster size to allow 46 players to dress for a game. Um, so yeah, this was tabled at this league meeting because of debate about whether that player could be a practice squad player or only an active roster player to dress on game day as a roster exemption. So this person is exempt from that roster. Like if that roster is 46, he's technically 47 yeah. and he's exempt from it. So they were kind of debating if it has to be a practice squad guy or a full-time guy. It'll get passed. They just need to figure yeah. out the language. They yes. uh, th these things like this one and the next one, like they're getting they're getting tabled because they know they're going to pass in May, and they just need to figure out the language. Yep. Um, and similar with this one is the hip drop tackle. Um, there was discussions about that. They will be actually held about that at the owners' meeting in May. The league says it leads to an injury rate twenty times that of other tackles and causes more severe lower body injuries. The league wants coaches to agree on the definition and, and exact like show examples of what a hip drop tackle is before they actually put the rule forth. They don't want to put a half written rule on the table. Another one. Good idea. NFL. Fine. Yeah. Anyway, on to the ones that are approved. Big one in the news, I guess, um, proposed by Philadelphia. Players are now permitted to wear the number zero except offensive and defensive linemen. Kickers and punters can use any numbers, 0 to 49 and 90 to 99. People need to thank Philadelphia for what they've done for the coolness factor of the NFL. The last it is pretty cool to be able to wear it number zero. Number They got number zero in. They got yeah. uh, alternate helmets to bring back actually good alternate jersey combos. Like, come on. Like give, give give him some credit. Give Jeffrey some credit. He's doing a great job. Although greatly, it is largely uh, 
at least a lot of Philadelphia beat writers think it's because the Eagles are like like low key running out of numbers. We don't have too many jerseys retired, but mm-hmm. we have a lot that are like pseudo retired that we just haven't given out. Like uh, LaShawn McCoy's 25. Um, no one's worn 12 since Randall Cunningham. Uh, there's a couple other ones that I can't think of off the top of my head, as well as like 20 and five being recently retired. But then there's also like a bunch of players like, oh, Brent Selleck, for some reason, is like, which I love him, all-time Eagle, but very, uh, it's a tight end that didn't really do much. Uh, he did, he won a Super Bowl. It's fine. He had a long career with the Eagles. Um, I don't mean to You're die. on a tangent. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Um, anyway, Calvin Ridley announced that he is very excited. He will be um, the first number zero for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I know that Paris Campbell will wear zero for the New York Giants. Oh, was that announced? Yeah. I miss the, they announced it and Darren Waller is wearing 12. Ew. Very odd. I hate um, that. To, no. That's disgusting. Feel like, the thing is, 12 doesn't feel like a cool number. Like, numbers have a fine things. number, not for a tight end. I don't care about position. I'm thinking like personality wise. Like, Darren no. Waller needs like a 15. Like, he needs like a, like a hard number. No, a, a tight end number. does not wear a one number. Listen, I don't, I'm not talking about positions. I'm I talking am. about personalities. Yeah, but that goes the, the jersey number analytics. The, the position matters more than your personality and crap. No, I'm yes. just thinking in terms of personality and cool factor. I don't like the number 12 for Darren Waller. He needs yeah, like a hard cool, number, like a cool seven or a five. Changes very a nine. The cool factor changes a lot depending on what your position is. Kenny Gainwell was wears 14. It's a horrible running back number. It's a great yeah. wide receiver number. A pretty good quarterback number. It's a fine. It's fine. Fourteen's a fine number overall. Shouldn't be on a running back. Absolutely not. Either way, there are certain. Even if it's not fifteen, fine. Anyway, certain numbers have certain identities, and people have identities. And two is a very soft number. Titans should wear eighty numbers. Two is a soft number. So twelve, I don't like. What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm telling you. It has to do with the. No, this is not for you. Not for me. No, for anyway, the world. This is a worldwide rule. I don't care. Anyway, um, the Chargers proposed to make the adjustment of the play clock following an instant replay reversal consistent with other timing rules. I think that just means while they're doing the replay, they can double check timing. Am I right? Sure. I have no idea what that That's means. What it sounds like. I'm assuming I'm never going to notice a difference. No. Some of them are confusing, too, because like I said, I'm copying them like word for word on what the league put out. So, um. Next one approved to expand the replay officials jurisdiction to allow for review on failed fourth down attempts. So they're giving them more leeway, a little bit more rope. They, well, yeah, they're saying that uh, it can be an official review. It doesn't have to be yeah. a challenge. So, yep. Whatever. Um, they are changing the definition of a launch to leaving one, changing the definition of a launch, not just leaving two feet. You could leave one foot and it's still a launch. Whatever, man. So I know launching has to do with like personal fouls and sometimes ejections, especially when there's like a head injury and stuff. So that's like when they jump up. And so I don't know there. Now you can, even if you do it with one foot, you're out. Um, to make the penalty for tripping a personal foul, which Good. is now 15 yards instead of 10. Good. To make the penalty for illegally handling, handing the ball forward consistent with other illegal acts such as illegal forward pass. 
I don't think I've ever seen that happen. So whatever. How do you illegally hand the ball forward? Well, you're not supposed to hand it forward. Yeah. You can't just like. I don't. I don't know. I've never seen someone try That's it. To be honest. I can't think. Well, you can do it. Well, like you can physically do it, but clearly you're not allowed to. Yeah. Like, anyway. Apparently there wasn't a rule about it though. So I don't. On that level, whatever. to make the penalty for illegal punts, drop kicks, or place kicks consistent with other illegal acts such as illegal forward passes. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. To prevent the offense from benefiting by an extension of the half as a result of their foul. So I think I understand this one. Do, do you? Okay, wait, which one? To prevent the offense from benefiting by an extension of the half as a result of their foul. Yeah. So, so like if you get a means... foul at the end of the half, even if you get bumped back, but they put the time back on the clock so you can yeah. do that play, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they're just saying if a foul happens, that's it. It's to have. Yeah, I, I kind of thought that was already a rule. But yeah. again, I think a lot of these are just kind of cleaning up wording to not yeah. allow. For I feel like I'm t- when I'm reading these, I feel like I'm taking like an SAT test. Um, to clarify use of the helmet against an opponent by removing the butt ram spear language from Article 8 and incorporating those actions into impermissible use of the helmet. So, so don't do that. You can't like headbutt or use your helmet to like ram someone or spear someone. So illegal use of the head. They're changing yep. the languaging. That that's one, but only one example. of the heads. Only one. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, um, totally illegal. There is now just one roster cut down. Teams will trim their rosters from 90 to 53 after the final preseason game, which is August 29th. So we're going to get like so many cuts right i think that's fun i think that's really fun it's so chaos totally fine with it it's going to be so chaos chaos, she said Uh it's going to be so chaos it's going to be so chaos yes love it exactly um my personal favorite the guardian caps are now mandated at every preseason practice as well as regular season and postseason practice with contact players at position groups where head contact is seen most are to wear the caps that was previously only for linemen and linebackers. Uh, halfbacks and running backs are to join this year. So those are the silly looking little helmet things with like, it looks like bubbles on them. Yep. Um, it's padding. So those are called the guardian caps. They're used to prevent some of the force that happens for guys who are maintaining like constant force in an NFL game. Supposedly. So last year they were only required to wear the, guardian caps up until the second preseason game the league data showed that the cap will absorb 11 to 12 percent of the force um if both players are wearing the cap and have a helmet to helmet hit the force can be reduced by around 20 percent so if you have a running back and a lineman and they hit each other it's 20 percent force decreased um which to me is really cool so one of my favorite it's weird to say it like that one of the most interesting stats that i read was in an entire NFL game, linemen, um, linebackers will endure so many hits to the head that it's equal to driving your car into a wall at 30 miles per hour. That's the amount of force they sustain in one NFL game, like one full NFL game. So taking the load off during practices by just reducing it by 10 to 20% how it will help in the long run decrease CTE um because cte is caused by constant low force hit to the heads they don't have to be these 
big scary concussions it can be just brute force over short like little spans here and there and every few days and it causes the buildup of that tau protein which causes cte so i'm happy about that one I saw both my starting left tackle and my backup left tackle both get concussions within two days of wearing them, and then they both were very angry and said they didn't do anything. So, Listen, but again, it's not... I'll trust the science, but also I love Jordan Mailata with all my heart, and if anything ever happens to him, I will murder everyone and then myself. So so, so we're making threats now. We, we tried not to make the threats earlier. I consider um, that more of a quote from Brooklyn Nine-Nine than an actual threat. Okay, fine. Um... Either way, the guardian cap is not designed to prevent concussions, essentially. It's more so designed to reduce the amount of force that comes with it. So, I mean, yeah, if like a 250, 300-pound guy is coming at you, it's only reducing 11% of the force. But that makes a difference in the long run, if that makes sense. I'll believe the science. Okay, good. Love science. Um... Yeah, so those are the ones the league passed. So obviously still a lot on the docket. Um, I don't really think we have much more to talk about with those, right? No. Okay, so let's talk about the other doings at the meeting. Um, Brian Dabble got a sunburn. That shouldn't That's count it. as a doing. That is a doing. If anything, it should be that he was the first one to open a beer. He cracked open a beer at 11.30 a.m. He That's was. newsworthy. Getting a sunburn is not newsworthy. I will have a sunburn the first day. That it's sunny out. Let me tell you though. Go look at the um the photo of all the coaches. I've seen the photo. You, he's so red. He got a sunburn. Yeah. It... <laughs> you picked the wrong interesting thing about your coach. I saw that I on there. Like I was the angry. Picture. You didn't even the, bring I up like the, the beer. Like move on. Yes, he OBJ was. OBJ showed person. up. He had yeah. So with this the is. Teams. No one cares anymore, OBJ. Just pick a freaking team. Let's move it. on with our lives. I was waiting and for it. You're probably just you're probably washed at this point. I I don't yeah. even care. I don't even yeah. if you're if you're good. Fine, just pick a freaking team. Good I Lord. wrote that in here knowing that it was gonna set you off. Um, because so yeah, it's I'm so exhausted. It's exhausting trying to keep up with this. Apparently, he just like strutted in in like a really cool outfit. I was like, hey everyone, I'm here. Like, no one even invited you. Why are you here? There's a anyway, someone invited him to have a talk. Probably. Team, I have but... to sneeze. Um, there is interest from, he, he met with several teams. The main one that they keep talking about is that Ooh. he met with the Ravens. Um, obviously, the interest still remains for some teams, including Jets, Giants, Ravens, Rams, basically anybody who needs wide receivers. Seems like the Cowboys don't really like him anymore, though. So I don't like the Cowboys, though. So. Yes. The big, big big hoopla is um, teams can now have two Thursday night games per season. Last year, the limit was one. A team can only play Thursday night football once in a season. It caused an uproar. Okay. So Patrick Mahomes tweets a face palm emoji. Other players have a lot to say about it on Twitter too, but Roger Goodell was asked about the Mahomes tweet. He says, I don't think quote, I don't think we're putting Amazon over our players. The data doesn't show higher injury rate. I hear from players who also love the 10 days after a Thursday night game. We have to try and balance it all. Yeah, of course you love the 10. Like I, I love having a long weekend. Mm -hmm. I don't like having to make up the work that I couldn't do yeah. when I wasn't at work. Like, what do you yeah. mean? I love snow days. I have to make up that day at the end of the year. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? You're yeah. done. I like, that was like a teacher saying like, 
Oh, I've heard that there are some people who love extra homework, so I'm going to give it more now. And it's really just that one nerd in the class that everybody hates. Not like a typical nerd, but like that like cocky nerd that just mm -hmm. like actually probably needs to get punched in the face like just once. Mm -hmm. So he just calms down. Yeah. Like that. Th yeah. Like just, it's stupid. It's it stupid. sounded it's it's I don't even know if I want to say it sounded very Donald Trumpy to me. Like I heard from players. I heard from players who love they love the 10 days. They love oh, they God. all love it. That's that's what it sounded like to me. Just like this weird like I talk to people like he did it for um, money. Just admit you did yeah. it for more money. It's fine. Yes. You did it for more money. Just be open about it. Um, but the bigger discussion then came for the from the fact that flexing for Thursday night football is not happening for now. So they're bringing it back up at the May meetings, seeing if we can flex teams into a Thursday night. Goodell quotes, our, fan co our fans come first. So that's important. Part of what we do is giving our fans the best games. We're going to be careful with it. Discussions, um, I, like I said, are going to be tabled until May. So a big thread came out from Pat Leonard talking about John Mara, the co-owner of the Giants. So he was kind of the most vocal opposition to flexing Thursday night football. Um, so he starts by saying, where was I? Uh, he's adamantly opposed to giving our fans, oh wait, I'm on the wrong. He's adamantly opposed to flexible scheduling to Thursday night football and calls it quote abusive to season ticket holders. He says, quote, at some point, can we, Please give some consideration to the people who are coming to the games. He's glad the vote didn't pass. Mara goes on to say this should have been vetted with the health and safety committee. It should have been vetted with the competition committee and it wasn't. So he goes on like very clearly says nobody put any thought into this and they just tried to push it through. Mara says the vote on flexing Thursday night football at the league meeting was close and sounds like he's worried that it'll be revisited in May and pass. Um, Pat Leonard did a great job explaining it all and all of Mara's comments. He has an article on it on the New York Daily News. Um, I would just suggest reading it. Mara gave pretty good explanations and like opposition, very smart opposition to it. And put it in a different lens than, than what I was thinking. So obviously we had heard so much about the players, their safety, their health. He mentions that. But he also talks about it in terms of the fans, which kind of turns it 180 back to Goodell, who's saying, we're doing this for the fans. And then Mara's like, no, you're not. So it's an interesting little thing. Yeah. I mean, again, he's doing it for money. Yeah. Like, you're doing it so you can get more money from Amazon, because if you can flex good teams on the Thursday Night Football, yeah, I, you're going to get better viewers. ratings. Like, I get yeah. it. I get why they're doing it. It's for money. Yeah. Just admit it. I don't know if it's as big of a deal as John Mary is making it out to be. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's probably somewhere in the middle. Like, yeah, you, yep. you're not doing this for fans. Like, this yep. is not a positive thing for fans. That being said, I don't think that it's like a world ending thing for fans either. Yeah, like, I agree. it's a primetime game. Like, people are going to go to the games. It, yep. Like, it in Philly, like, if it gets flexed, like, it's still going to fill the seats. Yeah. In the places that it wasn't going to fill the seats anyway, it's probably still not going to fill the seats. Like it is what yep. it is. I don't know. Whatever. Yes. Um, anyway. I don't like it. I, again, like it just, I don't like the idea of having more Thursday night football. Yes. So whatever. Anyway, Jerry Jones has ended his longtime feud with Roger Goodell by saying he is in favor of Goodell getting an extension. I think that Jerry that Jones ridiculous. died and they've replaced him with a body Honestly, double. Honestly, like maybe he's like an animatronic. Yeah, because the first the Zeke thing and now this. Right? 
Maybe he's like an. I think he's like a, a robot. He's exactly. an AI. Oh, um, God, I, that's crazy. The NFL confirms there's no promise that all. Oh, I don't know. I should have put this one first. NFL confirms there's no promise that all 32 teams are getting a primetime game. The quote was, quote, we want to make sure that teams competitively play their way into primetime. Was this a thing already? I don't know. I thought all teams were guaranteed like certain primetime games. I could be wrong. I thought every team had to get like a Monday night football game and a Sunday night football game or something. I guess I'm wrong. But I don't, know. I don't have an answer. I don't. Yeah, I, I'll look into that. I, I, I guess I'm wrong, but yeah, whatever. Maybe. Um, good I, 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 I was sick of watching the Broncos last year. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Stop. That's why that's the only reason I'm in, in favor of flexing Thursday night football. I don't want any more than Broncos. Um, Goodell speaks on the Brian Flores lawsuit. So he says, I can't talk about specifically about the case. I would tell you this. I'm a huge fan of Brian Flores. He's a great football coach and I have great respect for him as a man. I think the Vikings are lucky to have him as a defensive coordinator. I think he's going to continue to be a successful coach in the NFL. We'll see on the case. We did have a quick update on that. The decision the judge has made recently, which our attorney said they thought was the appropriate step, so we'll keep an eye on that. The judge ruled that the case is going to be heard in court, not in arbitration, so it'll be, like, public record. That's fun. Whatever. Um, So that's the league meeting. Ran longer than we expected. Um, So why don't we just talk briefly about new NFL rules we would want to see? Yeah, why don't you do your dumb ones first? Oh, I love my dumb ones. Okay, let me pull it up. You know, I, I did some actual thinking here. I have some, some thinking ones. My yeah, other most, ones are just most really of yours fun. Are dumb. No, they're not fun. They're dumb. No, they're so fun. No, they wouldn't actually um, make the game more exciting to watch. That's the thing. The You haven't even said it yet, and I'm angry. Which, which one? The one that made you really angry? A- any of them. Any of them. <laughs> Um, I really like uh, if there's someone in the draft with the same player, same name as a rostered NFL player. Like we have two Josh Allens in the NFL that are required to play for the same team. That's just stupid. Go on. Um, let's see. Oh, this one was just a wild one I've, that happened in my dreams. And I thought it would be really funny that overtime is decided by a scavenger hunt between two fans. Um, no, no comment on that one. Uh, but every game, one fan of the home team gets picked from the stands and has to play a set of downs as a quarterback. That's stupid. That would be so bad to watch. That would get fans in the stadium. 100%. What? To live their dreams. To die. They would die. No. They get to live their dreams. No, my dream is not to die. I have much more interest in watching the Philadelphia Eagles play football than I do dying on that field. Like, sure, if I was going to die, that's where I would choose to die. But, like, I'm not trying to die. No, that's horrible. That would just be, like, it's just, it, it's conceding. It's just conceding, like, okay, I'm we'll going to go to the one that you hated even bathroom more. break. Let's like, go to the one that you hated even more. If no winner in the first overtime then the mascots have to play quarterback in the second overtime. Why would they have to play why? in costume? That's just dumb. That doesn't no, help listen, at all. You, you have to start thinking logically, okay? Because if oh, you're... I have the, to start thinking logically. <laughs> if you're an NFL team, now you have to pay the mascot big bucks. He has to be. He has to know what he's doing because the game comes down to it. So the mascot in his costume has to come and um, finish out the game. In the second overtime. That's stupid. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. The, there's a couple more stupid ones, but those are the most stupid ones. I'm so angry. I just... 
none of those sound like fun to watch more than once. Like I remember in like old NCAA like March Madness 04 or whatever, you could like choose to play the teams except they're all mascots, and that was fun like a few times. That's it. Like honestly, it would it work up. in basketball if you're like, yeah, the mascot has to play like a th- like so three minutes. No, I don't want to. So when the when the first overtime ends, then the referee will come out with a bowl, right? And in it no, will say mascot plays quarterback or fan plays quarterback. And then stop. they pick and then it's like, what? That's how you keep it fresh. I want the people listening to just imagine what my face looks like now. By the silence. I'm crying because it's so funny. I love it. I would I, I would pay so much money to be in person to watch a fan so be a quarterback. Stupid. Yeah, it's fun once. <laughs> it's fun once. It's okay, like fine. that. We get one it's year. Like that emergency goalie thing that happened. Yeah, that one is it's, cool. But also, like that's just so different than being a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. I'm not saying it's easier, but like I have a much higher chance of succeeding at one of them. Just much higher, infinitely yeah. higher. So like much it. higher. I hate it <laughs> vehemently. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, these are my two dumbest ones. Okay. Um, first, you let teams pick your playoff opponents in every round. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I is think... there any sort of rules to that, or they can just nope. well from the NFC and from the AFC? But yeah, yeah every, I didn't know if there every was, round like, highest seed pick first. Highest seed gets to pick first. So interesting. Everyone's seated the same way, but like, uh, and you still get benefits from getting seated higher because you get to pick first. Interesting. Yeah, and like the first, obviously, you get a first round buy if you're the first seed still, and then the second round of the however many remaining teams, I guess three. Yeah, three remaining Mm -hmm. teams. You get to pick of those three which ones you want to have. So basically, it's the home team always ends up picking because it's always the higher seed. Um. So yeah. Nice. One of mine on those levels is you earn points throughout the season um, for random things. Really cool catches. Um, really innovative plays, not in the playbook. Listen, no, I'm saying like real things. Oh, okay. you're saying real things. <laughs> and then okay. that is so you there's a point system in the NFL. And then that's what decides um, like tiebreakers and seeds. You get a certain amount of points. I haven't fully thought it out, but those are oh, two. Oh, you haven't. Okay. No. Okay, you're next. Um, sorry, just finishing this real quick. Uh, yeah, there we go. Um. <laughs> oh, uh, in the in overtime, there's no kicking. Okay. No kicks. No punting. No that. field goals. Everything is either a touchdown or turnover on downs. Okay. Yeah, the more I, th- I think it's it's a major change that would never happen. But the more I think about it, the no. more I'm like, I kind of actually would really. Enjoy I do like that. that. Yeah, just more. I know punters have skills and stuff. Punters are people but, too. Yes, but like you get to see the action that you really want to see, which is yep. like just teams slinging it. Yeah, and I think it it, it like well because you don't have a choice. It encourages people to obviously go for it on fourth down and be ballsy and like mm-hmm. I don't know. I think overtime is already so like terrifying on every play because it's overtime mm-hmm. and i think if you just do that i think it's a lot more fun so yeah yep um mine is i think safeties should be worth more than what they are 
I think they occur very infrequently and take a lot more skill to get than most people realize that it should be worth more than two. I think it should be like a, at least four points more than a field goal. So I was I was actually thinking about that. And I mm -hmm. think the reason that I disagree with you is because you get points and the ball. Hmm. It's like make it take it sort of. Yeah. Which in every other facet of the game is not the case. Yeah. You never score points and then get to keep the ball automatically. So it is already worth a lot because that can that yeah. can be a nine point swing. True? Yeah. Rather than, you know. Yeah. I mean, the other end of the spectrum is you get like 10 points and you don't get the ball back. I mean. Safeties are so hard to actually. Uh, yeah, I, but I think it's one of those things where it's rare, but. Is it really? I'm not gonna say that it's easy, but like I don't think they're rare because they're insanely hard to get. Like I, I consider it like I don't look at it the same way as like a full court shot at the buzzer in basketball. Those are hard to get, even though people attempt them all the time because they're mm -hmm. incredibly just insane. Like there's a one percent chance you get it. Safeties aren't that. They're just rarely does an offense leave themselves in a position mm -hmm. where that's happening. It's it's like it's not it, it, yeah. it is very little to do, in my opinion, is very little to do with the fact that the defense isn't skilled enough to do it. Mm -hmm. It's offenses in the NFL are skilled are enough. too good. Yeah. yeah to get themselves it's, it's out just, of that position. It's a pretty simple thing to just not get a safety a lot of the mm -hmm. time. Like, obviously, it happens, yeah. but I don't know. I, I actually I was thinking about that one a lot after we talked about it yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um because uh, I don't hate it, but also I, I was just trying to determine how I felt about general safeties. Because I was like, yeah. that makes sense. Because I've heard that before. But yeah. Um. Mm -mm. Oh, this is a fun one. The seventeenth game of the season is always at a neutral site. <sighs> so oh, teams always site. have an eight and eight, eight home, eight away, and then they always have a a game, whether it be like I like I think it could be both overseas, but also like the Rose Bowl stadium or uh, But you want it to be the last game of the season? No, 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 no. It doesn't oh, have okay. to be. It doesn't okay. have to be, but like That changes my view on it. 8 home, 8 away. Okay. And then one London, neutral site. Germany, maybe yeah. the old St. Louis stadium, like yeah. just randomly around the like I don't know. I think that's good for NFL fans. That I could support. That yeah. I could support. It yeah. also is like a way to grow the game. Um, yeah. uh, when and you those... first said it, I thought you meant you were saying the last game of the season no. is to be played no, at a I neutral site, which I would absolutely say never. No, ever. that would suck. Um, but yeah, and like honestly, like those games are always played against teams that are very rarely have any sort of history with each other because mm -hmm. it's always AFC versus NFC. And it's like a it's not even like the division that you're playing the rest of that mm -hmm. year. It's just a random pairing. Um, so yeah, that's my feeling. Yeah. I, don't know, I thought that one was interesting. I do like that one a lot. I think if you kick uh, kick off through the uprights, it should be worth a point. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm not going to complain. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> one it's point. one of those things it. where it's like, yeah, I mean. One point and it's a touchback. I, I, think what, I, I think what would end up happening with that is kickers would get too good at it. Oh, yeah. And then it would just, 100%. it's just like, I think, like it would and i think the reason it's never done anything is just because like well i think, I also it would think we need to move the kickoff back again and i don't like that for player safety but yeah, it, yeah. either way i like it i have a we group need to talk of, about my favorite one 
Okay, then talk about your favorite one. Um, you get to play Red Rover with oh. after you win a playoffs game. Each team that wins a playoff game can then pick someone from the opposing team to come over to their team for the rest of the season. Red you Rover, Red Rover. Fantasy world. Also, shout Send out to John Henry's. Josh Allen who I believe is from Australia. He is uh, an undroppable um, Patreon member. Uh, John, what time is it right now? Uh, as you're watching, listen. Us. Actually, I'm, it's very early because the uh, yeah, no crap. Of the course Formula it's very One early. race this weekend is in Australia, and it's at two. It's at one o'clock in the morning Eastern Standard Time. I, I know that it's early. I understand how time zones work. I was just asking for a more specific. I'm just, I was venting about Formula One. I can I, give you. Do you want me to look it up? No, I wanted John to tell me because he's in the comments section and he's living in Australia at the moment. I mean, I'm sure he's lived there for most of the time, but I could look at. Yeah, it's 11 a.m. See, I could look it up if I wanted to. I have a phone. We live in 2023 in, in Sydney, Australia. Say? It's 11 a.m. In Sydney, Australia, my computer says it's 12.01. Well, John Henry's just told me yeah. it's 11 a.m. Interesting. Wait, you think it's p.m.? Well, noon oh, would noon. Uh, You I don't, don't read okay, a clock, well, I, apparently. Okay, first of all, <laughs> relax. We don't need that type of energy right now. You need to take it back a step. Anyway. Second of all, he's literally living there. He looked at his clock. Maybe he's in a... I don't know if he's in Sydney. He's Maybe probably he's outside. in a different part of Australia. But he's sitting Sydney's at a computer doing. or phone watching us. And he looked at it. So I just... Uh, stop arguing with him. I didn't know he said it before you said it. I thought you guessed. No. Oh, my God. He's in it's Queensland. So daylight savings. I had no uh, clue that Australia had daylight savings. I thought that was... Anyway, John, I agree with you. I think the NFL should go to Australia. Except for the spiders. There's too many spiders. Oh, and they're really big, too. Oh, my God. So everything in Australia Kangaroos are so me. scary. I would love to go to Australia, but everything there could kill me, and I don't... Oh, yeah, in a heartbeat. Me. I wouldn't be able to handle it. Those buff kangaroos, they're terrifying. I love kangaroos though. I don't I, that's fine. Okay, I, I can't deal with the I can't deal with the critters. No, they're like buff. I'm aware they're buff. I've seen kangaroos. <laughs> I I like kangaroos. If I get beat up by a kangaroo, fine. I don't want to get bitten <laughs> by a weird ass spider that's the size of my head. I would much rather get mauled by a kangaroo. No questions asked. Can a kangaroo can... could beat the shit out of me. I don't care. I can like I can put up a fight against a kangaroo. It's not going to go well, but I could physically try and defend myself. If a spider comes after me, I'm screwed. I don't know what to do against a spider against that that size. They're like the size I can't of your push head. It. I can't push. I can't punch a spider. That's not going to happen. You could. Well, not really. Just get like one really big shoe. That sure, but that like realistically, if I'm just standing like this and a kangaroo attacks me, I could try and defend myself. If a spider does, I have to run. Did you I know that a human baby can fit in a kangaroo pouch? Yes. I love kangaroos. They're awesome. Yeah, a human, human baby, though. It says anything bigger can. Human, human babies are not that big. Yeah. And kangaroos are pretty big. Well, that's what I'm saying. I thought the pouch was bigger. Hit it with a thong. What? Do you know what a thong is? Uh, it's I'm a assuming... flip-flop. Does he know what a thong is? Yes, it's a flip-flop. Does he know what it is in America? Oh, probably. Okay. Because that just a very different visual came to my head, and I didn't see how it would be helpful. Um, like a slingshot. 
Yeah, well, I, I was like, am I blinding it? I don't. This has gone off the rails really far. Yeah, hold on. Okay, the rest of my rules are basically all XFL rules. I like the XFL yes. kickoff where mm -hmm. it starts with uh, nobody can run until uh, the ball is caught. And that's good. It's good for player safety, and it makes yes, kickoffs a lot very more good exciting. For um, the onside kick thing from the XFL, uh, and then finally, um, the XFL allows you to challenge anything. Mm -hmm. You get one. I think you get one a game or one a half. You can challenge literally any play. You can challenge mm -hmm. the outcome. You can challenge a no call. You can challenge a call. Just do it, NFL. Say screw it, and just yes. I can throw the red flag for literally anything I want, and I love it. Give me the freedom to screw myself over if I want to. I don't think it's a rule, but the XFL also is really good at giving um, yes. like insight. The refs are mic'd up. The coaches are mic'd up. The players are mic'd up. You can hear a lot of it. All the officials' all stuff the is done very lot, like very transparently. Yeah, yeah. which like they that. did screw up last week, and Dean Plandino was caught on a live mic saying, yeah, we screwed that one up, uh, which I think is hilarious. But honestly, I'd but prefer the, the NFL to say that. Like, like yeah. Yeah, that's I'd prefer that. 100%. Instead of like sending their one guy into the press conference at the end of a thing, being like, we made the best of our situation. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't like that. Also, make it a rule. I want a helmet point of view camera from a quarterback. I feel, like that, I feel like that. I feel like I would like so that more bad. in theory than I would in practice. I feel like in theory, I want it to look like Madden or something or like a uh -huh. VR thing. I think in practice, I don't think it would look like that at all. I think it would be pretty miserable to watch. I could be wrong, but I, I don't think it I would just be want to try it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, Confirmed. Approved. Anyway, John did know both meetings you were asking. Yes. John's a smart individual. Yes. And he sends me trade requests, and I feel really bad because I think he always wants to trade for like Jalen Waddle. And I just, nothing he have interests me. And I feel bad every time because it's like this dude's in Australia trying to trade with me. I know. And I'm just like, I. You have to do I, it now. No. I could have done it all last year. I won't. I like John. He's, an, he's a nice guy. Rude. He always asks insightful questions in the Patreon. He does. And I never have insightful answers. So I never say Speaking anything. Speaking of, if you want to be a patron like John, you could sign up. <laughs> I thought you said of John. I was like, well, we're not plugging John. <laughs> could you no. If you want to be a Patreon, you like John. You can subscribe at the un patreon.com slash the undroppables. Uh, get access to all of the Undroppables members, ask questions, especially with fantasy football and rookie drafts coming up. It is a great place to be for a very small price. You get a lot of great minds helping you out. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, if anyone out there is an artist, please draw a picture of me fighting a spider with a thong. I want you all to also put the kangaroo on his side. The Ooh. kangaroo's helping him. Nice. Okay. They're buddies. I would pick the spider over the kangaroo because you can't punch a spider that size. I. And no, I know. Also, kangaroos don't have shoes, so. But I'm saying that you like kangaroos, so now the kangaroo is no, buddy, I'm just, and I'm he just also is fighting a spider. You know, one v one against a spider. I think a kangaroo probably is going to lose. I don't even know. Yeah, if spiders you could... can really hurt you, but they're massive, and I don't like them. So. Did you say the spider's going to lose? No, I, I think the kangaroo is going to lose. To the spider? How do you punch a spider? You can't. He just, he just jump on it. He's not wearing shoes. Spiders are too big for Imagine. that. Now I need to go Google kangaroos and shoes. Well, they, they exist all over the place. That, <laughs> that's a very easy thing to find a picture of. You should put one on the screen while you um, tell us where we can find you. 
Uh, or is that too much to do at once? Too much to do at once. If you can't tell, I my ADHD. <laughs> All right, so you look it up and then you put it up while I'll go first this time. Ready? Okay. You can find me on Twitter at Ashley underscore Marie with two A's at the beginning of Ashley. Like I said, you can find me and all the Undroppables crew at patreon.com. You can find Michael Duncan and I here live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anything like that. Where is he? Sorry, I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> so anticlimactic. Well, I didn't realize it would change so quickly. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I really like that one. Yeah, well, I the problem is, is there's all, there's a shoe brand called Kangaroos, and they're <laughs> shoes with pockets. So that was the only thing that came up at first. So, yeah. There you go. What would you put in your shoe pocket? I don't know. A key? I don't have one. This is so much. Where can we I find miss you? I Pokemon light-up shoes. If we're being I honest. miss Heelys. I bought a pair of adult Heelys, um, yeah, but they looked I, like Crocs. So did my girlfriend in college, and so did a bunch of people, and honestly, it the people that bought them for the most part just made me not want to ever wear them again, because it's like, I just don't like you. I'm not talking I about my I loved Heelys. The other I liked them in, like, middle school. No, like, I was so good at it. Oh, there's, like, jumping shoes. They're like stilts, but you jump like a kangaroo. There right. are can those. Can you just take us out of here? You're the one You're that's supposed to... You didn't tell us where we can find you. It... No, they don't want to find me. It's fine. At MPDuncan75 on Twitter. It... No one cares. It doesn't change. No Listen. one No one wants to find me. No one. Welcome to the off season where we talk about kangaroos and thongs. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. We look forward to seeing you next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We hope you have a great week. We'll see you next week. Go Birds.